Today is the 20th anniversary of the 9-11 attacks on the World Trade Center. On today's episode, I would like to talk a little bit about that day, but also talk about a story in which I found some solace in a comic book from my favorite superhero, and also how it resurfaced 17 years later. This is the MCOC and Me podcast, and I'm your host, Zach Rossi. On September 11th, 20 years ago, I remember I was in English class when we got the news of the attacks. And at first, when the news broke, I sort of was a little confused as to what happened because I had pictured maybe like a charter plane that somebody had flown into one of the World Trade Center towers and that was that. I didn't know that the attacks were as horrific as they were once our teacher reeled in the TV and showed us the news footage. Uh, It was very scary. It was very traumatic. And a lot of my classmates and I didn't know what was going to happen. We were all 13, 14 years old. And this was the most tragic event that we had ever witnessed in our lives. You know, it really kind of changed everything and sort of shattered our innocence, if you will. We were unsure of what was going to happen. Was there going to be war? Was there going to be some of our classmates that would have to maybe join the war kind of thing? So there was a lot of doubt, a lot of unknowns that were happening. And we were all very just on edge. But I remember that day we all came together uh, and we, you know, we broke into groups in my history class. We all just kind of talked about everything and we didn't really focus on academics. We just tried to be there for one another. My football practice got canceled that afternoon. So I went home and um, played Mario Kart with my little brother. He was, I want to say maybe like five or six at the time. And, um, you know, that was the only way that we could really distracted from this because we were so glued to what was going on uh, on the news and everything. It was just really tense. It was really, really sad. And it was just one of those days that you can never, ever forget. And for me, the way I kind of process things is that I have a very, I'm very quiet about it. I tend to sort of just carry on externally, but internally, I find myself sort of trying to wrestle with a lot of my emotions and sort of figure out ways in which to sort of, I don't want to say, you know, categorize them. But for me, I just tend to process things a little bit at a time. And with what happened on 9-11, I just didn't know really how to process it. I know that I kind of buried my head in schoolwork and music, but that was just kind of like some distractions from really sort of getting to the, you know, the heart of the matter. A couple months later in December... Marvel Comics published this issue of Amazing Spider-Man, number 36. And it was a 9-11 tribute issue. And it is very powerful. Uh, I remember going down to Borders in my hometown of Saratoga Springs, New York. And once I saw that issue out, I picked it up and I read it. It was a very short comic, but it hit the points in a very emotional and a very profound way. Um, it opens up with Spider-Man swinging through the city and he happens upon the, he's, you know, he's following the sirens of everything and he eventually finds himself at ground zero and it's very, very, very awful. It's a very, it's a two panel, um, shot of him just kind of with his hands over his head. He's shaking in disbelief that this had happened. And there are people, um, who are trapped in the buildings. There are fire and EMS and police that are trying to help out as well. And there's also the X-Men, there's the Fantastic Four, there's Daredevil, a whole cast of Marvel heroes that are there to help out 
and just try to do whatever they can to, you know, rescue people and save them because they are totally blindsided by this whole thing. And one of the big points in the comic that kind of really struck me was as Spider-Man gets to the scene, there's a couple of people that are asking him, hey, where were you? Like, how, did you, how, could you, how could you let this happen kind of thing? And he has no words. And he kind of asks himself, like, how, how could I have known? We, we didn't know. We couldn't imagine that an attack would happen on this scale. And that's kind of how everybody felt. Like, like we, you know, the U.S. was blindsided by this whole thing. And it was, that was kind of the question that we were all wondering. Like, how, how could we have let this happen? Like, how did this happen? How could we have not have seen it happen? And throughout the comic here, um, he's doing his best to try to help out whoever and just do whatever he can to be, you know, a part of the solution, if you will. But he's wrestling with his own emotions as well, much like kind of how I was with the whole thing. And another really good part of the comic that stands out is that Spider-Man talks about his, um, you know, some of the villains in the Marvel Universe. And there's a shot of Doctor Doom, Magneto, and Kingpin. And they're just standing there and they're emotional. Dr. Doom is actually crying through his mask. And it just goes to show that even though they are at odds with these uh, villains from time to time, they're all still human. And that's who we are. We're we're human. And how this tragedy affected us uh, was on a really, really big scale. Uh, Eventually, Spider-Man, you know, does some more to help out the situation along with the other heroes. But there's these... um, you know, it switches back to them acknowledging the brave men and women that um, helped, you know, take down the plane before it hit Washington. Um, the firefighters, the police, the EMS that were risking their lives to save people and just how ordinary citizens stepped up in a very extraordinary time. Uh, the other thing, too, about this issue that really kind of hits home is that Spider-Man finds a young boy and he's looking for his dad. And he can't find his daddy. He was told, you know, hey, to just wait here. His dad would be coming back. But unfortunately, uh, they don't find him. He was killed. And they don't really show you why. But uh, it's, it's, very, it's very sad. And one of the things about this issue that really starts to hit home, especially, you know, for those who were affected directly by this tragedy, is just how it really, you know, shattered the the innocent and the innocence of a lot of people. And as Spider-Man's kind of taking a water break, you know, there's people asking him like, Hey, is this going to happen again? Like, will you guys be there to help us? And he says, they don't know, but you know, they will be there to help them out. And it's a just, it's a very, very good comic. And I remember reading it in this borders and it really stirred up a lot of emotions for me. And it was also kind of my, my way to sort of process the whole situation and because I didn't really talk about it with a lot of people. I was very, like I said, I was very quiet about it. But uh, reading this comic, it put everything together. And it really helped me kind of get through this time. It was very inspiring because, you know, I feel like a lot of us, we look to, you know, superheroes to help us get through a lot of things. We look at them for some confidence, some strength. And to have one of your favorite superheroes show that he is vulnerable and so is the rest of the superhero community, but at the same time, they still will rise up and they will defend us at all costs. It just kind of helps out with everything and it just makes you feel a little bit better. And I think, you know, if that's the way that uh, somebody has to process something going through a very hard time, then absolutely go for it. 
And I just think that Marvel really knocked it out of the park with this issue. And, um, you know, kudos to the writing staff who did that. It's very, very good. And um, I just really, really enjoyed reading it. So fast forward 17 years later. Um, now, just to kind of give a little bit of a frame of reference here, I would always go to Borders and I would read the comics and put them back. I didn't really kind of have the money to, you know, buy comics uh, just because, you know, didn't really have a lot of, you know, pocket change in high school. But I would always go down, you know, spend a couple hours in the bookstore, read, hang out in the cafe, and then just be on my way to go do whatever. Uh, actually, it was kind of funny. Once I got more money working basketball games and working, you know, at the uh, racetrack and at the deli, I spent more of my money buying CDs and I did comic books. But uh, fast forward 17 years later, I'm in Dallas, Texas for my best friend's bachelor party. It was a great time. It was a blast. And my friend Ryan was like, hey, let's go to this comic book shop. So we said, okay, let's go. And uh, we go. And I was very, here's the thing, it was actually in September, and it was a couple days before September 11th, and this idea kind of hit me as we were going into this comic book shop, and I was thinking to myself, man, I would love to get my hands on that issue, I could never find it. I didn't know, you know, I kind of remembered what the, the cover looked like, I remember little things about it, I googled it, so I kind of had an idea before we went into this comic shop and we went into uh, madness games and comics in Dallas, Texas. So we go in there and, uh, you know, I'm asking the guy like, Hey, where's your Spider-Man section? I'm looking for this nine 11 issue. And he says, Oh, well, uh, let me, let me show you. So he takes me to this one really long aisle and he's like, yeah, it's probably here somewhere. I'm not too sure. I don't really have a, a track of the inventory, but feel free to look around. If you can find it, it's yours. So I was like, okay. So I'm looking around. I walk a few steps. All of a sudden, I pause. And I look down to my right. There's two shelves of of Spider-Man comics. I look down, and something was kind of drawing me to this one, one section of the shelf. And I put my finger on this one comic. I pulled it out. And there it was. The Amazing Spider-Man 9-11 issue. I took it. I opened it to confirm it. And I bought it right then and there. The guy couldn't believe that I found it. He was like, how did you do that? I'm like, I don't know, man. I just was kind of walking and, you know, there it was. And I want it. It's mine now. <laughs> so I bought it. A couple days before 9-11, I have the receipt right here in my hand. Um, Bought it on September 9th, 2018. And I made sure that day to kind of just keep it it safe, make sure nothing bad happened to it. But I always have now read it on 9-11 just because it's a great little story. Um, It is emotional, but I feel like, you know, it's my way of dealing with the day, if you will. And my encouragement to anybody who's listening to this episode right now, I know this is kind of a tough subject to talk about and it's very different for everybody because we're all affected in in a myriad of different ways. But uh, number one, I just want to thank all first responders, 
firefighters, police officers, EMTs, doctors, you name it. Like those are the real people. Those are the real heroes out there that are making a difference day in and day out. Okay. So if you see any of those people, um, please just give them a thank you, buy them, buy them a cup of coffee, do whatever you can to pay it forward because they're putting their lives on the line daily for a lot of us. And they go through a very, very difficult task day in and day out. And secondly, um, which is, I've, I've always said this on the show and it rings a little bit differently today, but I'm going to say it anyway. Never underestimate the power of a phone call. We all know the story of the one guy who called his wife from the plane before they decided to uh, take it back from the hijackers before it reached Washington. And I always think of that episode of that of that uh, conversation today because you never know when something's going to happen, and you never know when a person you're talking to today may not be there tomorrow. And I think it's very important that we kind of put our differences aside. We just reach out to everybody that we know and that we care about, whether it's just an innocuous text, whether it's a phone call, whether it's a silly little meme or a, or a post, anything like that. Whatever you can do to just kind of maybe stay in touch with people, make their day just a little bit brighter. That's what's important right now. I know that there's a lot of tensions with a lot of different things and I think we need to just kind of let that go. I think we need to all... Just kind of get back to square one, just basic, you know, human care, human contact. I really, really do believe that just saying something very uplifting to somebody will change their day. And doing whatever you can, no matter how small it is, is going to impact people in a very big way. So please... Get out there and do good. Be well. Be there for one another. Sometimes you got to put other people before yourself, but always remember to take care of yourself. Take care of yourself emotionally and physically and mentally. It's important. But I just want to leave you all with this. No matter what happens, no matter what comes your way, Stand tall. Because a lot of brave men and women did that 20 years ago today. They stood tall. They didn't back down. I think we all need to do the same. This is the MCOC Me Podcast. And I'll talk to you all next time.